Welcome back to another episode of Don't Let the Disability Fool You. I'm your host, Domo Jones, and this episode is sponsored by Salve, an online store specifically for the disabled community who break the stigma. It's not just a brand. Nah, it's a statement. Also, our time transportation and companionship services, which is a small Black-owned nonprofit organization that provides private transportation and companionship services for seniors and disabled community within the IE. Yo, we have a super, super dope guest. Y'all ready for it? Adriana, what up though? Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm great, thank you for having me. Listen, I'm so glad that you are a guest on the show. Like, I'm very appreciative. Because you're, you're known for the nation. Like, you're known. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I, I actually didn't know. <laughs> you're known amongst the nations. All right, Adrian, let's get into it. Like, tell us your story. Start from the beginning. We want to know. We want to know. <clears throat> All right. Well, I was born with cerebral palsy. Um, I stopped breathing during birth. And uh, I lack, lack of oxygen caused brain damage, uh, so I am a quadriplegic. Uh, I do almost everything with my head or my mouth. Okay, uh, okay. And I use a power chair. Um, and, you know, growing up at a really young age, when I was introduced to uh, a piece of technology back in the mid-80s, mm-hmm. um, that's when I realized that technology was going to be the way that I would be able to do anything and everything that I would ever want. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, I embraced technology at a really young age. And so um, growing up, I was always a geek and and always (laughs) interested in the latest tech and and trying to figure out how to make things better and how to make things easier for not only myself, but for also other people that I knew who had disabilities and had different challenges as well. Um, That's kind of how it started with my entrepreneurial journey, I guess. Um, And later in life, Back in around 2014, uh, end of 2014, beginning of 2015, is uh, when I participated in a hackathon. And it was an assistive technology hackathon that they have at MIT annually. Um, And that's where I got to bring one of my ideas to life thanks to you know a bunch of genius MIT students Um, and that's how it all started with with Puffin Um, so Puffin is a wireless uh, mouth operated joystick that connects to your mobile device as well as a desktop or laptop computer and it allows someone with limited mobility in their upper extremities to control basically all of their 
consumer electronics. And the way we see it is, is that once you have access to a mobile device, you yeah. pretty much have access to the world nowadays, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you can shop on your phone, you, right. know, you can read books, you can take online classes, you can pretty much do anything. You can con- control your environment. Um, right, right. And so that is that is our mission with this device, our you know, our flagship device. And I have all these other ideas in my head. So um, <clears throat> once we get this device up and running and out on the market, I have so many other ideas that I would love work on and so that is our mission with this device is to just you know to allow people to have that freedom uh, to do what they want when they want and wherever they want to do it that's that is wow like that's very powerful so what what is okay so you use you said you use your hands i mean you you use your mouth yeah, so I use my and mouth pretty much to do everything. To drive my wheelchair, I use uh, a joystick, a standalone joystick, and I just use my mouth to control the the chair, the joystick. The device. So yeah. how did you how did you perfect that? How how did you learn how uh, to do that? Because that that's a science, like that's a talent. <laughs> uh, from a really long, uh, young age. I mean, my first wheelchair, I was about eight years old, so that was back in eighty six or eighty five, and yeah. um, you know, it that's that's how I learned. <laughs> um, and I do, I'll never forget when I got my first. Our chairs, um, the first chair, I was in our hallway, in the elementary school hallway. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, it was my first time, obviously, and I I don't know what happened, but I, I scratched the class, a classroom door. I put a nice <laughs> big gouge in it because, because I didn't steer or didn't... Like, I hadn't, you know, gotten the hang of it yet. I was still learning. Um, and I'll never forget that moment. And and I that's wasn't her. scared, though. That's, that's the funny thing. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't remember feeling scared. I just, you know, I was learning. But, but yep. I can Oops, visualize sorry. it. Like, I still visualize that yeah. moment <laughs> in time. Right. That's so funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, oops, sorry. Yeah. I, I, um, and I would be in a, I would be in one of those motor, those motor chairs. I would literally hit everything. I would, I would run it. I hit people's heels. I'm like, you like, listen. I'm so sorry. I don't know what I'm doing. I run at clothes rags. I run to walk everything. So yes, I definitely understand. I definitely understand that. Um, okay, so so being that you were so young and you had to learn that, like, what was it like growing up with that limitation? Did you go to, like, a regular elementary school and high school? Mm-hmm. Did you do, like, were you, were you kind of limited in what you can do or where you went? 
Um, so I was very fortunate, and I say this all the time. Um, I think I just I grew up at the right time, right place, kind of yeah. thing. Um, I was extremely fortunate where I grew up. Uh, I was in a regular school uh, throughout, and you know, mm-hmm. uh, elementary, middle, and high school. Um, in the beginning. I was in special ed in kindergarten, and mm-hmm. my mom, <clears throat> and luckily, the special ed teacher, you know, recognized that I did not need to be in special ed, that I could, yeah, you know, um, I could participate in a regular uh, classroom and, and keep up with the rest of the kids, nice. um, and so it's because of her and my mom advocating for me to be in a regular classroom, um, yeah. you know, and there were teachers uh, who said that I was a distraction and that was their excuse why they didn't want me in their class. Um, and back in, that, in the day, I was so shy that teachers didn't know I could speak. So, yeah. so keep that in mind where someone is telling people that I'm a distract when I wouldn't even pee, you know, make Thanks. a pee, right? Like, I was yeah, just sitting yeah. there. Um, yeah, right. So, but by second grade, I was um, fully mainstreamed in a regular classroom and had been, you know, ever since then. Um, and I was just really lucky. We, the elementary school was just a really great school. I had really yeah. great friends. And, you know, I just, I was really fortunate. I was never bullied. Um, and yeah. I, and I say this all the time too, that I don't know if now I would be able to survive going to school right. because I hear of this. So many horrific stories yes. from people <laughs> with disabilities, and it's it's really heartbreaking. And it's like, what happened? You know, what has happened to our society? Where, right. you know, kids don't kids don't you're not born with hating other people, right? You're not born exactly. yes. with hatred. That is something learned and instilled yes. in you, and so. What has happened to this younger generation? And I know I sound really old when I say that, but it just, it's my generation's children who are these children, right? Like these you are know, my friends who are having right. children. Um, you know what I think it is? I think that because of social media is so prevalent nowadays, um, we like the the society has like a certain look that mm-hmm, we're supposed to be, mm-hmm. not that, and if we're not that 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 those check marks, yeah. then we're considered and we're less than. And so I think because because the kids nowadays are so not even I don't want to even say geeky, but like tech savvy. Mm-hmm. So everything is like everything is social media. Yeah. Um. Think, I think that's where where it stems from because, like you said, we weren't born to hate. Right. I think also another thing is that it's easier to hide behind a screen, right? You can bully someone yes. without actually 
you know, confronting that person. Right? You and so I think it just makes it a lot easier um, for kids to do that simply because they they're behind a keyboard, they're behind a screen. Um, yes. And so they're not really confronting this person that they're they're bullying. <laughs> so they feel right. even more emboldened because they're you know, no one's around them. No one can I, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's very true. So, like, what what is the biggest misconception that people view um, about you regarding your condition? So, I think, well, there are a lot. <laughs> um, you know, I we want them all. I have a very obvious physical disability. You know, whereas some people have hidden disabilities. And right. so, for me, and and especially now, I'm in the tech field, right? So not only am I someone with a disability, but I'm also a female in the tech right, industry. Yeah. So I have to almost double prove myself, right? Like work extra mm-hmm. hard to show, hey, I have a brain. <laughs> um, and right. not only because of my disability, but also, you know, I'm a woman in the tech industry. And so I have to kind of break multiple stereotypes in that yes. in that regard. So that that is um, one of the biggest ones. The other one is people who don't understand disability and automatically assume that you have an illness. Um, yes. So they'll just you know say you're sick or I hope you'll get better or. Right, you know, it's like it's not how it works, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, I don't have a cold. Like I, I have cough. Yeah, yeah, and and that often happens surprisingly on um, paratransit, you know, shared uh, rides, where there will be Mm -hmm. people on, and they'll be like, "Oh, I hope you feel better." I'm like, "I'm not sick." Right, I I feel. Yeah, I'm like I'm really actually very healthy. <laughs> right, right. I think that is one of the big. I'm so glad you said that. That's one of the biggest misconceptions. People think because we have a disability, we're ill, mm-hmm. and we could be in the perfect bill of health, mm-hmm. but just chronic illness yeah. that has nothing to do with our health. That's an illness. Yeah. Because yeah. I get. Yeah, I can't. Then I get that. I'm like, uh, to be honest, I'm actually probably healthier than you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I say that too <laughs> because it's, actually, it's, yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. Because we have to take care of ourselves. That I, that's why I feel like, like, no, actually, I can't do. I can't just live just like frivolously. Like, so I have to be more cautious. Mm-hmm. So I know for if, if we look at our healthcare charts, I'm probably. A1. Mm. Yep. Yep. For sure. So what is something that that you would tell someone that just doesn't feel like they're they're good enough living with their ailment or living with their limitations? Um, what I want. You got 15 seconds. 
Wait, what? What, what did you say? Sorry. I said. Tell. I said, what would you tell someone in fifteen seconds? 15 what would you tell minutes. someone? Okay. Yes. What would you? T- who has a limitation that just feels like they're not good enough? Um. You know. Who defines what is good enough? Uh, And only you yourself can define what's good enough. And I'm really good at ignoring people. (laughs) Um, You know, I I have a lot of non-disabled friends and family and will be out. And and they'll be like, oh my God. And they'll get annoyed at people staring or whatever. And I don't even know... Like, I don't notice right. it anymore. And so, if you're feeling you're not good enough, there, there's, I mean, who's, who's to say what is good enough? You, you, you need to be good enough for yourself. And, you yes. know, and live for yourself and do what makes you happy. I yeah. love that. That is, yeah, I love that. That's, that's great, 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 great words and great knowledge. So, Adriana, okay, so we know that you're tech savvy and what is, and we're definitely going to get into more of your um, businesses for sure, but what is some, what are like a few things that are in, that interest you? Like, what are your hobbies? What do you like to do for so fun? I love reading. I was always a bookworm since I was a child. Um, and then... When I got to college, um, because I needed someone to always, you know, growing up and forever, I've always needed someone to turn the page for me, right? And so, college was the first time that I was away from home, that I had Mm -hmm. other people, home health aides come and take care of me because I, I decided to go um, away, three hours away from my entire family, from everyone and yeah. anyone I knew. Um, and so my home health aides would complain that I would read too fast, that they would have to turn the oh. page. Um, and that was like textbooks and you know things that I actually had to read not reading for fun yeah and so i kind of lost that enthusiasm for reading and then once um ebooks you know electronic readers came out i was right back in (laughs) yeah um so i love to read you know i love what's your favorite book so there's a lot of them um what I do, I mean, growing up, um, my one of my favorites growing up was To Kill a Mockingbird. I, I really loved oh, that book, that. and and I, you know, that's one of my favorites of all time. It will always be one of my favorites. Um, I've read all of the Sherlock Holmes books. I'm a big mystery. Mm-hmm. I was just about to say, you sound yeah, like you're in the mystery so genre. Yeah, so anything, and and I really like mysteries that take place um, in the early 1900s, uh, World World War One, World War Two era as well. 
Um, so yeah, those are my my favorites, and I like watching movies. I like music, you know, things like that. So hanging out. I mean, it's been so long since I hung out with people that. <laughs> you know? I know, right? <laughs> I know. So it's something that like gotta improvise. Yeah, that something that I like. Oh yeah, that's another thing I like to do is hang out with real people. Um, right. Yeah, like an actual person. Yeah, 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 that's so true. Um, so you say you're tech savvy. So what, like, what kind of gadgets are you into? <laughs> I don't know if that's a, is that the right term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like everything. Okay, I like like. If I were in a, you know, geeky, the geekiest tech, high tech place, it would be like heaven for me. Um, <laughs> so I do love, um, I just love anything and everything techy. Um, I have been a huge Android fan especially samsung uh forever really? forever yes uh, okay, okay and up until a couple months ago um i switched to iphone yes. and you know and while i you know the ios recently has improved their accessibility so one of the main reasons why i switched was um iphone now or ios now has voice control where i can control the phone yes. um the whole phone with my voice um yeah and that was one of the major reasons why i switched as, as well as there is um a feature to like pinch and rotate so like when you do Instagram or things like that, or, you know, you add on stickers and all that stuff, I could never, you know, actually rotate things or do anything like that. So I never really used Instagram mm-hmm. much because it's, it's very difficult. Um, but iOS, totally the, yeah, the new iOS has that. Although those are the only two major reasons why I switched and you know, I still constantly miss my Android phone, um, specifically Samsung, um, because it was a lot more intuitive as far as physical access. So like the on-screen keyboard on an Android or Samsung phone has every button on the screen. Um, Whereas an iPhone, keyboard you have to keep switching and it's just you know i use i use um my chair that acts as a bluetooth mouse as well as the puffin Mm -hmm. you know the puffin acts as a bluetooth mouse and so Mm -hmm. if i want to do that to type um it's so much easier to use an android device because the keyboard is very um you know, intuitive, and it has everything that one would need to type. Everything's on one, right. one screen. I don't have to keep, you know, flip-flopping and doing all that. So, 
you know, yeah, I, I miss totally. Sense. Yeah, I miss that. And also another thing is that Android, you can control the Android with your computer, which makes it a hundred times easier to use the phone. Yeah. Um, and so that's another feature that I really miss. And, and another one last thing is, is the voice recognition when you type um, Google, uh-huh. which is what Android, you know, is Google. And um, it just, it understands me a lot better um, oh, than the yeah. iOS one. Um, so for voice recognition and, you know, dictating, um, it writes some of the weirdest things sometimes. I'm like, where did it get that? <laughs> so, You're right, right? So, yeah. But that's, yeah, that's my latest gadget. Um, But I have, you know, computers and laptops. And I have my, my chair has, you know, everything on it that I could ever need. My my power chair is basically my command center. Yeah. Do you have a name No, I don't actually. And... You know, I never thought to ever name any of my chairs, and people have no. asked me that before, and I, I, yeah, I never named my chair. Listen, that's okay. <laughs> I just yeah. wanted to know, because some people do. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, I know, and, and I do know people that name it. I just never had that, yeah, yeah the urge to name my chairs. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, because you're you're on a you're on a bigger and better. But I things. think also like, you don't have time. Like, I think also it just feels like it's part of me, you know, like when the transformers, yeah. like when the human oh, goes yeah. into a transformer oh, yeah. and and operates it, like that's mm-hmm. how I feel. Like this is my, you know, kind of armor. That makes total sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. I get that. So I want to know about your trip to Germany. Like, can we <laughs> can we know about Germany? Because I want to go. Germany, to Germany. is you awesome, went. and I wish I was really? in Germany right now. <laughs> um, yeah, it was <laughs> a, a, over a year ago, September 2019. Um, someone reached out to me uh, from on LinkedIn, uh, Lunevo. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're a startup in Germany that are or that have created a an alternative control system uh, for power mm-hmm. chairs uh, using glasses. Um, and so they found wow. me on LinkedIn and they said, "Hey, would you like to come out to Germany? You can share our booth." You can, you know, market, you know, advertise the pup in. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, this is awesome. And it was, it's like one of the largest um, global sort of, uh, um, you know, expo uh, show yeah. kind of thing. Um for disability related everything and so companies literally from all over the world come to this they have multiple buildings like that's how big big it is it's multiple buildings 
packed with, um, you know, demos and booths where you, you can check out different products and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, and I got to go. Um, and it was just amazing. Um, Germany itself is amazing. They're very, they're yeah. very, um, aware of accessibility and I mean yeah Mm, I mean extremely aware so I had never felt so independent um I could easily you know leave my hotel room go to the elevator press the elevator button with my limited dexterity get in press the button to the lobby go out um you know, they literally understand, like, and it's just logic. It's not anything super high tech. Yeah. Um, an example is the elevators. So the elevators, all the controls are on the walls of, of the elevator. Right. So if you really? use a, a wheelchair, you know, in the elevators in the U.S., in most countries, so the controls are right by the door, right? Oh, wow. Oh, right, wow. and so when you go in, you know your footrests are kind of in the way to to be able to reach the button to an elevator. Well, in Germany, right. they put they put all of that on the side on the wall, so you wheel in, and they put them sometimes on both sides in some places and so when you roll in the buttons are there right there next next to you where you can actually reach them um and also for automatic doors and things like that they have uh freestanding buttons as well as um buttons like you know on the wall so like a few feet away Mm -hmm. from a doorway there's a little there's a post there's a concrete post with a button on top so you can hit it from any angle with anything that you can use on your chair or your body to hit that button and open the door oh wow yeah it's just amazing and that's what i mean it's not anything special or anything high tech it's just literally common sense universal design um, yeah, and so Joni was amazing. I met all these wonderful people and got to check out all this great tech. Uh, there, there was a chair that was that could climb, go up and down stairs, and you can control part of it with your mobile device. And so, I actually got to speak with um, one of the founders of of that company. Um, because then, you know, we talked about having Puffin, my device, kind of work with their chair and integrate it into their chair. So, um, yeah, I made some really great connections and met some really awesome people as a result. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's amazing. That seems like that was a fun, a super fun trip. Yeah, it was great. It was great. So, what's next 
for Adriana. <laughs> like what? Like what you got? What you got going? Because I know you got. Yeah, I know you got. So right now, I'm also working on something called Quirk Labs. So Quirk, as in quirky. Um. Okay. And then Labs is L A A B S, which stands for leveraging abilities to achieve better solutions. And. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, so what Quirk Labs is going to be, or how we envision this, um, is that it'll be a space, an inclusive, accessible co-working space for aspiring mm-hmm. and cur- current entrepreneurs current. with disabilities. Um, and also, we envision, uh, you know, small startups, small organizations that serve the disability community to also be able to be in the space um mm-hmm. and we would love to you know create curriculum to help people with disabilities who want to start their own business um you know learn the process of starting a business or those who already yeah. have started a business just further those skills. Right. Um, yeah. And then kind of have mentorship um, and, you know, just sort of this camaraderie and, 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 and shared, you know, thoughts and visions, you know, diversity in thought just creates yeah. amazing things, right? So, that's so awesome. having all this under one roof would be, you know, all the great things that, that the possibilities that could come from this mm-hmm. are just amazing. They're <laughs> yeah. endless. Yeah. Yeah, they're I, endless. I love that. That's amazing. I, I definitely love your story. I think you're doing some, like, super amazing things that... um most people won't even think about but you're actually doing it or if they thought about it they never put it you know to work and you're actually doing so much um with your time and i definitely appreciate it so so much like keep keep Thank doing you. it please please because we definitely need um more people like you that are like getting stuff done and you know just just getting getting our community mm-hmm. out there the help the services, um, the attention, just we want to get noticed. Yeah, That's yeah it. exactly. And so right now, because of COVID, we're growing our we're growing our network virtually. Um, so we're kind of flipping yes. it upside down. Our original plan was to start locally and then go from there. Um, but because of COVID, we're actually starting to. Um, do this virtually and kind of create that network so of course you can join the network as well Um, and if I give you the information um, if you could put it in the description of this episode yes please do yes any information that you send me I will put it in the description because I want I want everyone that that listens to this to go Mm -hmm. to your link and to follow you and to um, add you and to join, you know, join everything that you're doing. Great. For thank sure. you so much. And thank you for doing what you're 
you're doing by highlighting, you know, people's stories. This is this is awesome. And I love the line of um, products that you have created. I, I love it. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm trying. I'm trying yeah. to lose some stuff. I'm trying to get no, to you. No, you're, you're doing it. You know, I, I love what you're doing. This is awesome. So thank you. Thank you. I definitely appreciate it. I just got one thing to say. Just okay. one. Just one. You ready for the question? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you got to be ready. You got to be ready. All right. What is one thing you don't mind waiting for? One thing. Mm. That's a hard one. I know. I know. One thing I don't mind waiting for. Uh, <laughs> I guess I, I don't mind waiting for the next best, greatest technological advancement. <laughs> okay. Okay. What's next? What's going yeah. up next, huh? What's coming? Yeah. I get it. I'm with that. What's coming yeah. up next? Okay, we're going to rock with that. We're going <laughs> to rock with that. Thank you so much again, Adriana, for being a guest on the show. I definitely appreciate it. You already know we're mm-hmm. friends forever and ever and ever. If you want to come back on the show, just let me know. Great. Just holla Thank at you, girl. Holla at you, girl. One time for the one time. You are listening to Don't Let the Disability Fool You. I'm your host, Domo Jones. And until next time, we are.